Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Sean Walsh, the founder, designer, and head Ouija board restorer of Secret Society Goods, discusses all things macabre. Macabre? This episode is being brought to you by Petspionage. Maybe it seems that your dog, cat, pygmy goat, fish, or other companion is fond of you. Well, now you can know for sure with Petspionage. We simply place hundreds of hidden cameras in your house and around your yard, looking for evidence of your pet's true feelings. Our crack team of animal whisperers analyze the body language and eye contact to see if they love you, or if you're just a future meal to them. In the case of cats, you're always a future meal. Petspionage, don't let sleeping dogs lie. Order at toacertaindegree.com. The Zootons on WPRK Winter Park, Florida, and almost the beginning of the second song as well. You're listening to A Certain Degree, and that's how we do things here. We play songs, and hopefully they stop at the right time. That was uh, the song Secrets, which ties into my guest very well. And good morning. My name is Nick, by the way, and every week I have a special guest here on To A Certain Degree. This week is no different. Sean Walsh is here. Sean, good morning. Good morning, Nick. So Sean is here from Secret Society Goods. You can follow him at Secret Society Goods on Instagram, which is the best place to see all his amazing stuff and his skills. I'm going to say with a Z. I'm going to go ahead and give you the skills with a Z uh, in photography and design and everything else. And, of course, SecretSocietyGoods.com if you want to purchase some of these things and be part of the Secret Society. Yeah, we're uh, always constantly seeking new members, so... uh you know, you can sign up whenever. What happens to the old members? Are you just, uh, or are you just looking to grow? Or is something more uh, diabolical happening to the old members? I mean, like most uh, or secret organizations and, and brotherhoods, uh, the, the elders uh, earn an honored place among, <laughs> <laughs> among our ranks. Uh, but, you know, it's an open enrollment. Oh, okay. Very People good. People can always sign up. Very good. Well, Sean, uh, wanted to have you on for a long time, so we ran into each other at Factor. You were doing some laser cutting That's and right. uh, just amazed by the stuff that you're doing, so I wanted to have you on so I could learn a little bit from you. But first, I need to learn a little bit about you because I don't know you at all. That's right. Hardly. We're strangers. Yes. Other than we've talked about potentially doing some sort of uh, project together because I talked to everybody about that since, right. you know... Uh, that that's uh, a great way to get to know somebody is by starting a business venture with them. Yeah, I mean, just dive right in. But uh, we're going to play a game right now, and so it's going to be 20 questions, but instead of saying up or down, yes or no, you're going to say fire or brimstone. Okay, I like this. So I thought that was appropriate. Fire, especially this morning, would be nice. Keeps us warm. Freezing cold weather. I mean, it's so cold out. It's, what, 57 degrees. Frigid. And, you know... Fire is also gives the ability to cook. We can create some sort of magical stew and or brew over it. It's very sustainable from what I understand. Oh, absolutely. The steam engine, uh, other things of that nature. Brimstone, stinky, does not smell good. Yeah, pew. It usually means that a demon is about or possibly Nightcrawler from the X-Men. Terrible. Yeah, so we don't want that. Uh, and I don't want teleportation happening. So let's get right into it. Fire or brimstone? iPhone X. Oh, probably fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried to order one, and uh, it it said there was one available for pickup at the Florida Mall. And uh, by the time I had logged into my Apple ID account or whatever, 
uh, it had vanished. It was gone? Yeah. And uh, so just like that, you know, like so many things in life, taken right out of my hand. But um, uh, we have some friends of ours are are always on top of the newest Apple stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they got theirs. And I, I was able to hold one for about 30 seconds, just long enough to fall in love with it. Um, and it's it's sad to say because I have a perfectly functioning iPhone 7 Plus or whatever the the big iPhone is. Sure. So I don't I don't need an iPhone X, but I want one. Right. No, I understand. So the that. marketing is working. So I say fire. Fire for that. Did you? I, I'm just curious because this may or may not be something that I've done in the past. So your friend has the piece of tech or the gadget that you want. Yeah. They got it before you. Did you accidentally drop it? Theirs? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that might just be me then. All right. Fire brimstone voicemail. Oh, brimstone all the way. Yeah. I, for a while, my outgoing message on my phone said, uh, you know, you've reached the cell phone of Sean Walsh, uh, the place where voicemails come to die. So I, I really don't, I mean, I don't listen to them. Was that too subtle? Were people still leaving you voicemail after that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, people don't really follow instructions, so... That's a good point. That's I'm, a good and point. surely they thought, oh, he's joking, you know, but oh, I really. I, it's me. He'll certainly listen to this message. I think texting these days is so ubiquitous. Yeah. I mean, even your phone is trying to, to translate your voicemails into text. But, right. Albeit sometimes Poorly. to varying degrees of success. Yeah. Um, so I would say just text if you can. I mean, if you're really, if your house is on fire, sure, call. But voicemail, mm. If your house is on fire, call. Well, Got it. I mean, metaphorically speaking, <laughs> if there's a real issue. Oh, that was a metaphor. Got it. Okay. We're getting to know each other a lot better. So I'm just going to assume everything from now on is a metaphor. Yeah, we're making a lot of eye contact, which yeah. I think is important. Yes. Yes. That does not translate to radio <laughs> at all. All right. Uh, colonizing Mars, fire or brimstone? I say, I think it's a little bit of both fire and brimstone. Okay. Because... If there's anything I've learned about the human race, uh, we like to we like to what I call crush the baby when you love something so much that oh, you just, just kind of you just yeah. smother it. Yeah. And I worry that if we get if we get our grubby little paws on another planet, I mean it might start off looking pretty good, but I worry ultimately that we'll do to Mars what we've done to Earth. So just the same thing all over again. Yeah. I mean, I hate to sound fatalistic, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like you got to learn. I mean, if we can go to Mars and we say, okay, like we learned a few things from we're, the first we're, planet. We're maturing. Yeah. If we can grow fire. Okay. But if, if we're just going to go do the same stuff that we've done to Earth. Got it. Definitely a brimstone. So situation. I feel like, I feel like you're the perfect person to put on the zoning committee for Mars. Oh, sure. I mean, is there yeah. an open seat? I, I think so. I think there's many open seats because they haven't put one together yet. And I think they're waiting for us to start it. So okay. I'm going to put you, hang on. I'm going to put you down for that zoning. Thank you. Yes. Mars. And Secret Society Goods is a collective conscious hive yeah. mind situation. Yeah, 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 so yeah. make sure that they're okay with that. We don't want to, we don't want to ruffle any feathers at an <laughs> no, established totally. organization. Uh, here's the thing. No feathers on Mars. Okay. Well, so perfect. yeah, we're good. No life and no feathers. Correct. <laughs> Uh, so here's one. I know you're big on Instagram, as we mentioned earlier. What about Snapchat, fire or brimstone? So I kind of feel bad for Snapchat because, first of all, I'm I'm pretty much late to most of these social media parties, I feel mm -hmm. like. 
I finally got Snapchat, and then the next thing I knew, and I loved it. I loved it. Like the filters. I mean, it's a hoot. You yeah, know, it was fun. Yeah. And I was I was using it and like you know sending things to my friends and things like that. And then I Instagram just, I mean, they're I I just feel like they took the whole Snapchat model and brought it into their existing app, which I was already so kind of hot on. And now it's like, okay, well, why do I have, why would I have Snapchat stories when I can when just I use can my just Instagram story and yeah. kind of consolidate? Um, one thing I do like about Snapchat is the, the glasses they came out with. I mean, if Instagram wants to copy that, I'd be on board. It would be nice. Yeah. So did you get a pair there? They apparently have quite a, quite a few left over. I didn't, uh, the vending machines are all over like Universal Studios now. Oh yeah. And they're pretty cool looking. And our friend has a pair, uh, not the same friend as the iPhone X, but a different friend. Okay. <laughs> but she let us try them out once, and they're they're pretty awesome and and very stylish. But uh, I That's did not cool. get a pair. I felt left out of that party because I need prescription glasses. Yeah, I don't know if they're filling that particular need at this time. No, apparently they have uh, they overestimated the demand, and there's a warehouse with like a hundred thousand of them just sitting there. Oh man! So hopefully they'll be discounted at some point. Poor Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, Snapchat's having uh, having a moment. Uh, zombies, fire or brimstone, which could I also be how you uh, react to them in terms of like setting them on fire or throwing brimstone at them? I mean, zombies are people too. Or they were at one they point. They were, yeah. They were people too. And I hate to sound wishy-washy, but I feel like they're also a case of fire and brimstone. We're a little culturally saturated at this point with zombies. But I feel like people people are finding, just when I think, oh, this is it for zombies. Like, someone comes up with a new, like, twist on it. Right. You know, like, you know, back way back when Danny Boyle did um, 28, 28 Days, days Later, later yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. We, we can just make them run. Like, whoever had that idea probably got a huge promotion because now all yep. the zombies run, you know? Right, right. But then, oh, you've got, like, your Shaun of the Dead. And, I mean, I'm reaching way back here now that that movie is, like, what's well, probably, like, 10, 10 years, years old. old but, something like that, yeah. I mean, still great, but you've got, like, your Train to Busan. Oh, uh, such stuff a good like movie. That. So, I mean, I guess fire. I mean, I'm I'm still okay. up for it. It seemed like you were, you were up for it. So let me ask you this. So let's let's pretend there's a person who came up with the idea of the zombies running in 28 days later, and they were given the promotion because I love this idea. Okay. What is your next thing to, like, somebody comes up and goes, okay, how do we make vampires even scarier? Oh, gosh. <laughs> right? Because now the pressure's on. You had this incredible idea, which freaked everyone out. Because I can't, like, zombies just right automatically became way scarier after that movie. So now, how do you make vampires scarier? Like, that's what I imagine this person is going through. Yeah, yeah. Like, like how do anxiety. I stop myself? Right, exactly. I mean, that's very relatable. Yep. I don't know. I think about that all the time. There was a movie recently called What We Do in the Shadows. Yep. That I think kind of put a fun spin on vampires. But I, I, I doubt that was the same guy that got the promo no, <laughs> for 28 Days no. Later. But that guy did end up doing Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. So the same guy who did that. So I guess... I mean, so he got a promotion, too. Okay, so we need to... I'm going to call Danny Boyle and find out what happened or who that person was. Because maybe it was Danny Boyle, because Danny Boyle went on Could to be. have a very successful career. Yeah, I feel like... He won an Oscar, in, I think, and some other things. In this day and age, I feel like if you can put 
a fun new spin on a tired horror trope. Yep. You're headed for Marvel, a Marvel movie. That's like your <laughs> Yeah. So let's think of that so we can do a Marvel movie together. I think that would be good. Okay. Taking your phone in the bathroom, fire or brimstone? Ugh. I mean, I you think may need to set it on fire afterwards. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think there's a time and a place. Uh-huh. I mean, what you do in your own living space is up to you. I am personally, uh, I, I'm big on multitasking. Yep. So, I mean, if I have some, you know, whatever, how much time in the in alone time in the bathroom to chill, maybe I'm reading. I have an iPad Pro, you know, that's a, it's like having a little TV in your bathroom. Sure. I mean, why not take advantage of it? I mean, that was the dream, like when I was a kid, was oh, to yeah. have a TV in the bathroom. Sure. Kind of like having a, a, a phone in your bathroom, you know, when yeah. some... Like, I remember my relatives had a phone in the bathroom, and I, I was like, I can't imagine it being so urgent that you're on the phone. Although, I guess you need that, to order a pizza. <laughs> calling from the toilet yeah. to order a pizza is, might be a personal low point. Starving. <laughs> it just occurred to me. I could go for a pizza. No, but um, I do, I do, I think it's fine to do it in your own, you know, in like, a, in like, read the room. But when you're like, when read I go the, to read work, the bathroom, read the bathroom, <laughs> read in the bath. No, but like when you go to work and your and your coworkers are like clearly on their phones in the shared bathroom, like you can hear like bejeweled coming from the stall next to you. Yeah. Like, I think that's a little weird. Or like if they're even worse, like if they're on speakerphone with someone. OK, like no, these are things that happen. No, I think there's taking the phone into the bathroom and then using the phone as a phone in the bathroom. Yeah. Are two completely. I mean, bring it in things. with you, but just be just like use your common sense. Yeah, I think I get that. We're all human beings. We're just trying to get by. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, yes. I'll agree with that. Uh, coffee, fire, or brimstone. Oh, fire. Yeah. Drink a lot of coffee. How young were you when you started drinking coffee? I don't know. Oh, man. Um, what am I? I mean, I'm like, I'm 56 now. Yeah. So, uh, no. Um, I remember, like, so many things when you're a kid. Coffee, tape, like, my parents, like, let me try some at one point because I was like, what is this all about? You know, what's the racket here? Right. Yeah. And I remember. I can just see you six years old going, hey, what's, what's this all about? I was like, hey. Hey pops, what you got there? What's that bourbon? Let me try that. Give me, give me a little nip. What's this bourbon everyone's talking about? No, so I got a sip of coffee, and I remember just being like, "Oh yuck, this is this is gross." And um, then one day out of nowhere, uh, it was delicious, and I needed it to to survive. Like it just, I don't even know when the switch came, but uh, you know what I think it was? I think my intro to coffee, and this is gonna, this is kind of embarrassing. Was like the frappuccino at like when oh, I when okay. I discovered the, the yeah, frappuccino the super sweet tasting yeah yeah like the like the big guy the venti like caramel thing and I was like oh this has coffee in it okay okay and then I think maybe it was like a gateway drug yeah. situation and then I was like oh I can just inject the coffee right into my femoral artery. <laughs> and and get the sensation I'm looking for as quickly as possible. So you had the sugar rush plus the caffeine. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, that was a part of my life. Yeah. I was a real sugar soda junkie. Like, go to a restaurant, you know, right away. Do you guys have free refills? Keep them coming, you know? Yeah, you guys are going to lose money on Load this Load up one. this Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Change, change <laughs> the, <laughs> clean the hoses, change out the syrup, because I'm here. Right. I'm not going anywhere. Can we just do all syrup? 
Is that a thing we can? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. But so coffee fire for sure. Okay. Driverless cars. Driverless cars. I think fire. I mean, I, I, you know, as a resident of the Orlando area Mm -hmm. and dealing with, you know, I-4 traffic for the bulk of my residency here, I think driverless cars could probably improve things. I mean, if they can get them right. Okay. I heard that one guy, I mean, he was in one of those driverless Teslas. And I think yeah. the rumor that I heard is that he was watching Harry Potter. He was watching the, the movie, Tesla. but it was supposed to be, yeah. So it wasn't a fully autonomous vehicle. I can't remember exactly, but what happened was, and here's what it comes down to, the algorithm, right? Like, okay. Uh, it's was scanning the horizon and basically what happened, like, you know how everybody's hacking the iPhone X with the face recognition. So yeah. here's a, uh, you know, here's a bunch, a stack of ham and it opened up because it recognized <laughs> it as a face. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that happened. I like stack of ham as a band name. Stack just, of ham. Write that down really quick. Yeah, please, please. It's a future bad business idea. We'll just come up with band names, uh, related to lunch meats. But uh, it was scanning the horizon, and it couldn't discern between a truck, which was white, and the light of the sun coming up, or something along those lines, and it hit the truck. That's dark. Yeah. I think that's pretty serious. They got to they gotta figure that one out. So there's a couple of things like that. There's also the old, uh, lo- like, sort of philosophical, uh, logical progression where, okay, you're going to swerve this way and potentially injure one person, or you're going to swerve this way and potentially injure the driver. What do you do? Yeah. Like the car is going to have to make that decision. It's like a difference engine. Yeah, exactly. But it's ultimately the the people who program it. Like everyone talks about the it's going to be evil algorithm take over the world type of stuff. And we're going to have cars movie uh, everywhere, which is possible and could be wonderful. But the idea is that, uh, yeah, it's still programmed by a human at some point. Yeah. I mean, I say fire. I th- You know, like, let's give it a shot. Okay. I mean, he, driving is such a a privilege that I think people, especially in this country, take for granted. Like, it's just like, it's just a given, you know, like, well, I'm going to drive a car, you know, for the most part, unless you live in an area with great public transportation, which we happen to, I mean, I'm not, you know, no shade towards Lynx or Sunrail, but um, if I want to get to from point A to point B in this town, it's a car, you know, it almost has to if, be, I, yeah. if I, I want to be there in a timely fashion. Yep. So I say, give it a shot. Um, because I think, especially nowadays, you know, like literally everyone is on their phone in the car, it, whether it's at a traffic light or you're, you know, like you're thinking, oh, I'm safe. It traffic's real slow right now. Like I can just look at my phone. Everyone is doing it. So if you want to be on your phone, fine. Just just take the driver out of the equation. Let the yeah. car do its thing. I want to read. I want to basically treat my car as a bathroom. I want to be able to read in there. Yeah. I want to be able to answer phone calls. <laughs> Up to a point. I, I think don't that know. could be fine. <laughs> All the way. One hundred percent. Okay. Uh, how about uh, as a graphic designer, uh, which you are as a designer, of secret yeah. society oh, yeah. goods? I forgot uh, the Orlando flag. How did you feel about uh, them coming out with a new one and uh, oh. new design? Well, so and this might be a touchy subject for some people. First of all, I think it's I think it's fine. The design of the flag is, you know, it, it was cr- people voted on it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like so many other things that. Uh, people have voted on recently we made our choice and we are you know we have a new flag but what i i didn't love was the kind of um and i mean i'm people might be against me on this i don't love the whole hey graphic designers want to design us a flag 
for free. Like, I just, I don't know who, who goes, oh man, you know, I was like really looking for something to do. I have nothing else going yeah. on. Let me yeah, do yeah, some yeah. free work for the city of Orlando that can definitely afford to pay for a flag design. I mean, kudos to the people that did it. I thought about doing it and it would have been a real honor. And I'm sure the person whose design was selected is is overjoyed. But I just, I don't know. I have a little bit of a problem with like, hey, you want to do some free work for us? And then we'll, you know, it'll be the flag, which is very cool. But I just, I kind of felt like that whole thing left a little bit of a weird taste in my mouth. Yeah. And I can see that because I think there's a lot of when, when a group is asking for essentially spec work. Yeah. Um, and especially when it's, so maybe it's an organization that is looking for a designer or looking for an ad agency and they ask the agency, oh, compete. So we're going to ask for spec work from five, six, seven agencies. Do this all, do all this stuff for free. And then we might choose you. I think that's very disrespectful to the industry because what you're saying is we don't value, we don't actually value the ideation process which is one of the most important parts of coming up with a brand or coming up with a campaign or something like that. We're just going to kind of pick the one that has the most sizzle at that point. Yeah. I think where the city was having a problem and I could see why they chose this route is they were going to get dinged on how much money they spent and who they chose. And Mm. so this was a way to avoid those two controversies because I think that recently uh, Seminole County paid a bunch of money to do uh, their new brand campaign, which was Orlando North. And so, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they got dinged all over the place. And I think if I, if I remember correctly, and I apologize, Seminole County, Seminole County is a big listener. So I apologize about this if I'm wrong, but I think they hired somebody that was out of state to do that as well. It's just like the double whammy, right? Like you spend a bunch of money. uh, It was out of state and it's kind of dumb. Well, that might not have been a great move on their part right. to hire someone that isn't a local. I don't know. I mean, like, surely someone local could have done the work. But it is what it is. Like I said, I no no shade towards the whole, towards the city or towards yeah. the people who contributed their hard work and Absolutely. their creativity. But I think it's wonderful. Just personally for me, that that is sort of a weird road to go down. But it's a good flag. Okay. Looks good. Great. Uh, China's Tianyang's one space station, uh, which will be crashing to Earth either late this year or early next year. That sounds like literal fire and brimstone, yeah. potentially. But, um, I mean, do they know where it's going to land? Not at this point. <laughs> Not at this point. So, basically, what I'm asking you, fire or brimstone, the uncertainty of having an 8.5 ton space station falling to Earth. I mean, fire, because I think... You know, everybody gets, everybody's, you know, people get really comfortable in their day-to-day safety. Mm-hmm. You know, human beings, top of the food chain, no natural predators. Um, maybe a space station could uh, inject a little, you know, a little spice. A like, little is adrenaline, it gonna, yeah. going to hit me? I don't know. Yeah. I got to stay uh, underground for a couple of days. Huh. Ride, ride this thing out. I think, you know, like maybe that is a pickup line. Would be a really good idea. That may be another bad business idea that we should come up with. Just new, like current event focused pickup lines. Hey, you like that a, one. A, you know, the space station's coming. Hey, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. We. You want to get out of here? Or anything? Or anything? Yeah. All right. You guys, I'm in. The listeners can't see it, but there's a lot of eyebrow raising. Yeah. Going on here. Yeah. Just I didn't realize our eyebrows could go that high. I'll be honest with you. Mine are hitting the ceiling. <laughs> 
All right. How about fire brimstone cursive? States are starting to teach it again to kids. And, uh, oh, man. <laughs> like so many things in life, I, I can't write cursive. It looks terrible. That doesn't mean I want them to get rid of it. So I think, you know, fire, because somewhere out there is some is some child or young adult or, or full grown adult who deep down has this incredible ability to write beautiful, beautiful cursive lettering. And maybe they won't find out unless, unless we're teaching it. So it's yeah, a good point. I, I don't think you need it to get by. So I guess I could see like, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of like, okay, okay what can we cut? Cursive is fine. It's, yeah. It's sort of, it's more of an aesthetic thing. And I guess it is efficient. I mean, it's like one single continuous line. You could save some time. I guess so. I'm not going to save time by handwriting at all. Well, that's true. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that. Like, how how little I actually write things by hand. Yeah. I don't know. It seems weird to be bringing it back. I'm with you. This is a this is a, a dense issue now okay. that I'm really thinking about it. We'll but dig I, into it a little bit more later. Okay, okay, okay. I like how so far the densest issues have been the Orlando flag and cursive. That's nice. I mean, I'm a you know I have my passions. Here's here's an easy one, maybe sandwiches, fire, fire or brimstone. Fire. Okay. What's your favorite sandwich? Oh gosh. Um, no, sorry, I made it complicated. This is also a dense issue. <laughs> you like dense sandwiches? I uh, you know that. I could go either way. Sometimes I like a nice pressed, thin sandwich. You know, yep. when you get a whole bunch of stuff on a sandwich and then you just smush it way down. Yeah. And then you're just like, wow, there's a lot of stuff on this here. This is a it's very like, efficient really, way to eat. Yeah. Flat. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we make a lot of grilled cheeses at my house. We get a little crazy with it. Sometimes you saute some, uh, some shallots. Maybe some apples, oh. put a little blackberry jam on there. Oh, my goodness. Mix this the, is the this. fanciest grilled cheese house I've ever heard of. I mean, hey, you know, we got we, we to gotta keep it fresh over here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I think like a good, grill, a good grilled cheese is yeah. a good sandwich. Okay. I also like that as a tagline for your house. Like just to write on the door, hey, we got to keep it fresh over here. I, we, I mean, yeah. I, or is it, does your door already say that? How did you know? Okay. I'm just... I don't stalk people that are guests on the show every week. We like being uh, stalked. How it's about fun. the beach? Fire or brimstone? Fire. Sometimes literally, but I, uh, so no. Do you like going to the beach and do you like going in the water? I like both of those things. Okay. Uh, it's such a, it's such a, a risk though, you know, like the water, it's so uncertain. Are there, are there stingrays in there? You got to yep. do the stingray shuffle. Sea lice is the thing. It's like, do you know? Do you know what sea lice is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I grew up near the beach, so I've had. I feel like I've been, I've been through it all. You know, like you get that scratchy seaweed up in your business there. Yeah. You get sea lice. What are you doing at the beach? I'm just. That doesn't sound like. Well, I, of course, I wear my heavy hooded robes to the beach, sure. just like I'm wearing right okay. now. But yeah, no, that makes sense now. Now I get it. I'm used to people staring, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. There's something so. Seriously, there's something so healing to me about a day at the beach. Like I, I go, you know, you, of course now, like we discovered that you can bring a tent to the beach, which changed the game entirely because of course being able to shield yourself from the sun, I think is, is the way to go at the beach. But yeah, well, and, and in for, life for periods of time at the beach. Yeah. 
But uh, I don't know. There's something the, the salt is so healing. Like even the very nature of the ocean has healing properties. You know, like salt water is good for you. Mm-hmm. Not not to drink, obviously, but I don't know. Oh, I wait. find it incredibly restorative to just go and like be in the sand and be in the water. I know a lot of people get down on sand because it gets everywhere. But I don't know. It's 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 a great way I think to connect uh, with the earth in a way that you probably don't go outside every day and like put your feet in the dirt and go, Oh yeah. Like here I am connecting. But, uh, it's a, I think it's, it's also like great for recreation, you know, although I did injure my knee playing a game of, uh, a rigorous game of Frisbee a few years back. Oh, I still love the beach. (laughs) So there's a lot of danger to the beach, but there's a lot of benefits. Yeah. And I like the idea that you can wash the sand off, but you can't wash the healing nature of it off. No, that is a souvenir that you get to bring home with you. Nice. Wow. For we should free. go into marketing uh, just exclusively for beaches and Perfect. possibly sandwiches. All right. Last question for now. Cobbler. The dessert, not the person. Oh, cobbler. Yeah. Fire. Fire. So good. Do people, I mean... Are, does anyone ever say brimstone to that or or no? Whatever. Yeah, a few people have. So Ooh. the idea for some people, I think it's um, it's too unorganized. So they prefer a pie oh, because man. of the chaotic nature of cobbler, which I think is probably one of the reasons you like it. Oh, you just got to embrace it. Yeah. I think, if you, I think if you don't, I think if you say no to cobbler, maybe you haven't had a good one. It's possible. It's possible. There's also people who say, and I kind of understand this based on some other... Uh, things that I don't personally prefer. I like cobbler, but I don't personally prefer warm, uh, some warm vegetables or fruits. They don't like warm fruits. Mm. And so that doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but I can kind of understand. Yeah, that. these people are not my friends. Okay. I don't know. Well, well, we'll take a look at that. Why don't we play another song and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about Secret Society. I feel like, Sean, I've gotten to know you very well now. Yeah. Almost too well. <laughs> Flags, sandwiches, uh... Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought there were some red flags we were throwing up that you were talking about. But, uh, yeah, let's play some They Might Be Giants. This is I'll Think Manhattan on WPRK, mm. Winter Park, Florida. Mm. You're listening to a certain degree. They Might Be Giants on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was I'll Think Manhattan. That's, that doesn't sound right. Uh, my name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. That was from their album, Then the Earlier Years. And I play that because it's a little bit it's a little bit spooky. It's a little bit uh, a harbinger of doom. And I feel that way about my guest today, Sean Walsh. Sean. Oh, wait, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Secret Society Goods, please check it out because it's it's pretty amazing stuff. So you do you design and create your own uh, pins, yeah. patches, bandanas, t shirts. And you're going to be this weekend, if you're here in town in Orlando, Florida, this weekend is, of course, a lot of big shopping days. But specifically, Saturday to me is better than Friday because it's Small Biz Saturday or Small Business Saturday. Yeah. And you're going to be down at uh, Go Big? Yeah, Go Big Marketing on uh, Hillcrest Street. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having a, a, a pretty cool uh, Small Business Saturday kind of an extravaganza. Uh, lots of cool people going to be there. Um, you know, Orlando shirts, uh, mercantile coffee, which is delicious and amazing. And the guys are so nice. If you haven't met them, um, Swan city is going to be there. I think brew bus is going to be there. Don't quote me on that. Is that, Um, is that beer on a bus? 
It's a Brewbus is a brewery from Tampa. Okay. Um, good stuff though. So oh, great. But yeah, couple of good couple stuff. Of cool, even though they're from Tampa. Yeah, I mean, we'll look past it. We're, <laughs> we're we'll open our doors to them. <laughs> Beer gets a pass. Yeah, no, that's a good point. All right, well, very good. So we'll uh, get to check out your stuff there, and again, go online. Yeah. And I was just wondering, so you're a graphic designer. Uh, you're an artist for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Uh, and my guess is you're always confident about every decision that you make. You're never full of doubt. Whoa. You always feel <laughs> like you're putting out your best work. Right? Is that correct? I mean, yeah. yes and no. Uh, man, this is a real struggle. <laughs> so the reason I bring that up is because I feel like anybody who's self-aware and anybody who's creative and anybody who's good at it has that, okay, is this any good? Am I doing the right thing? Whether it's the photos you're taking for Instagram, whether it's the designs of the pins that you're doing, you know, is this my best work? And what I was wondering is, do you ever, uh, this was a problem that I'm still overcoming, and that's one of the reasons I do this show when I do the Bad Business Ideas segment, is I always felt like I was holding back on what I thought were my best ideas because I wanted to, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna keep developing it and it's going to be great and then I'll release it to the world, but I won't get anybody's opinion on it first. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, you know, I will say I'm, I'm having a blast. Mm -hmm. I'm having a great time. I mean, Secret Society has, has become such a huge part of my life and connected me to the to the community in ways that I never thought possible. So I am I absolutely 100% certain that it was the right idea to start the business. And, you know, I think I'd be able to tell if I were making bad choices. Well, I mean, the response to everything has been overwhelmingly positive and the, the love around it has, has just, I mean, continues to astound me and is so gratifying that I, I definitely feel like it's the right track. So in that sense, yeah feeling feeling confident about yeah. it but i mean you know are there moments where i'm working on a project or a sketch or something and you just kind of go oh my god i'm 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 this is terrible i'm a fraud <laughs> you know i should just quit there's every i feel like everybody has those moments or yeah. maybe not i don't know but it's it's definitely something that i have learned to manage um because you know what i i think Part of it is just doing what you like to do with confidence. And um, I, I think that comes across. Like mm -hmm. if you truly care about what you're doing and it'll be in the details and in the quality and in the photos and in the products, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think that I've always said whenever I've given any kind of interview or blurb to anybody, the biggest takeaway from my work is that I want people to be, I want people to be able to look at my work and say, the person that made this really cares about this and really put some thought into it. And if, if that's coming across, then I feel good. You know, I feel like I'm doing my job. Well, I think that it, it doubly for some people who know that you're essentially one man shop, right? Like you're doing this more or less on your own. Yeah. I, and I bribe so, helpers occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure to pack and to send stuff out yeah. and to do all those things. But for the most part, like that's even more impressive that you're doing this all on your own and you're you're just retaining that high level and high quality of work. So I think that's pretty interesting as well because the other thing that struck me is you're not looking to create something, or at least right now uh, with Secret Society Good, you're not looking to create something that's going to be 
mass produced. It is going to be small batches. It is going to be very exclusive to an extent. And that's what you're looking to do. Yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely not the next kid robot or anything like that. And I don't know that I would ever want it to be. You know, like with so many things, I think once you get past a certain point of, you know, like it being going from something that is like small and and loved over and done sort of like painstakingly, uh, when you get to a point that it's being mass produced and you can tell that it's being mass produced, I think it loses something. Well, and, it, and and for you, it just becomes a job at that point. Yeah, and so I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't want to grow. Like I always want to be growing, and you know, I'll I'll I'm willing to you know like what that looks like for me it has been a topic of conversation um, between like m- myself and my partner. You know, like what do I want to do with this? What mm-hmm. are the what's the goal? Um, I find that I have trouble coming up with like a great answer to that question that satisfies both myself and the listener. But um yeah, no, I don't I don't want it to like become some insane blown up thing. I love that it is it's a very Orlando thing mm-hmm. and a very Florida thing. Um but also broad enough to appeal to other people. We get orders from all over, I would imagine. Yeah. And that's crazy. Like when I see that someone from Australia wants something um sent to them and they're, you know, that overseas shipping, let me tell you. I mean, I'm always like, <laughs> Very okay, convenient. bless you. <laughs> but, uh, you know what really, this might be a side note here, but what really gets to me is when people who no longer live in Orlando are ordering the Orlando, like, patches or the Orlando pins because it's saying, you know, there is a fondness for the city that goes beyond the people that are that are living here currently. Right. Like, people have... That means that says to me, uh, someone left, and they want a, they want a piece of the city to remember it by. They're still proud of it. They're not escaping. Like yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends and peers wanted to escape here because oh, they yeah. didn't feel like it was creative enough, or they didn't feel like there was enough culture, or whatever it was. Oh yeah, that was the vibe. Yeah, for, heavily I think for a while. Um, I've been here, gosh, it's like nine nine or ten years, two thousand eight. Mm, so ten years next year. Yeah. And even since I've been here, I mean, I went from being uh, a college student at UCF, uh, go Knights. And, uh, you know, I was thinking like, okay, well, I'm here for now and I'm going to enjoy it while I'm here. And I didn't live on the UCF side of town. I lived over in College Park. So I felt like I got to see a side of Orlando that most people, you know, weren't really privy to that, that didn't, that were just sort of passing through or Mm -hmm. maybe just went going to college. But, um, you know, even since then, I feel like the attitude has changed. It's like, okay, but, you know, if we don't leave, we can do the things we wanted to do somewhere else here. Right. And, you know, I think in in some way, I mean, Orlando is a, is a large metropolitan area, but the community is very small and tight-knit. And, I mean, it's amazing how many people know each other. Um, even just, you know, like dipping a toe into what I've been doing, I feel like, it's it's crazy to see how everyone is connected, um, and so I don't even remember where I was going with this. But <laughs> well, it so it speaks to what is your plan for going forward, but also like you don't necessarily need a plan, right? So in the interview with Pegasus Magazine that I was reading, Go Nights, uh, you had said that you didn't really have a business plan going in; you just started doing it. 
And so the cost of entry for a new business right now, that's the other thing is you, you can stay in Orlando because you can pretty much do anything from anywhere. Uh, you could you, obviously you could travel, but you could also do uh, this kind of manufacturing that you're doing and be located just about anywhere in the world. Yeah, that's true. And and there are make no mistake. I mean, there are a huge number of people doing, you know, pins and patches and things like that now. I, I, I mean, infinitely more than when I even first started doing this. Mm -hmm. I didn't even like I, you know, as I said in the Pegasus interview, <laughs> I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, um, you know, for and take that how you will. I, I knew that I the idea in my head was that I wanted to make something that would be interesting to me that I could hopefully share with people. And I think I thought just starting out, like I was like, well, even if anybody likes this, um, that'll be really cool. And it right. was, it started off as a need to satisfy myself creatively, but, and also wanting to sort of like join the growing community of creative voices in Orlando that were, that were getting and, out there. Yeah, absolutely. And so it started off as, you know, like I collected bandanas which sounds maybe a little weird, but um, I thought, you know, like, well, oh, you know, it'd be cool as if I designed some bandanas and I had this theme in mind, you know, like it would be so much fun to sort of play off like iconography that is sort of edgy and touchy for people, you know, like, um, like symbols that people maybe don't quite understand the full meaning of. And mm -hmm. so it looks scarier than it really is and kind of playing off that idea. And so over the course of designing these bandanas, I ended up with so much, uh, so, so much iconography that I was like, okay, well, these could translate to other things. Mm -hmm. And then it became, it, it was like a real journey from, from start to finish. And so I kind of ended up with this like storefront and I just knew I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, you know, like we got to make it look good. And so I, I'm really just kind of finding my way on this. Um, but, uh, I think ultimately I'm going to have to sit down and look at it and go like, what is the big picture here? Right. Um, well, and there's that, no real hurry for that. No, no. But, uh, you know, it's like they say, you're not getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to figure it out at some point. Right. But, I love it when 27 year old guests come on and say stuff like that. Oh, and I'm looking around going, sir, you are 27. <laughs> oh, wait, how old are you? Oh, uh, oh well, we won't say on the air. Never mind. You did say 56 earlier, so. Maybe that's a little bit close. Somewhere, I am between 27 Seven. and 56 years old. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, well, and I think what's interesting about how you started out, too, was you had already sort of chosen your uh, visual language for the stuff that you, you were going to be doing. And I think, so can we call it the macabre, or is that something that you yeah. typically describe it as? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, You know, yes. Sorry, you were asking me a question. Yeah, so, but what was interesting about it was you didn't pick that because you saw a need in the marketplace. Like, I, I think that when people are giving suggestions to new businesses, somebody wants to strike out or bloggers, right? Like, oh, find where people aren't talking or find a, a niche that people aren't talking about. You were like, I'm, I'm doing this one. I don't care if other people are doing it because this is the one that speaks to me creatively and this is my creative outlet. And it just so happened that you hit a, a real nerve with people in terms of people enjoying your work and wanting to purchase it. Well, um, thank you for saying that. I also, you know, sure. There are so, there are so many variations on any theme, but I wouldn't have done it if I didn't feel like I had a version of the story to tell 
that wasn't being told in some way. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, some, so, you know, people can do skulls. I mean, anybody, every, I feel like everybody has a skull or a, or a keyhole or whatever, sure. but I think it's the way you tell that story and the, and the, the voice behind it. Um, it's, you know, it's the Instagram captions. It's not just the photos. It's not just the pin. It's like the hidden, the little details in the pin. Like, okay, there's a keyhole, but there's also like a hand reaching up to like a sun. And, and honestly, if you look at closely at some of the stuff that I do, um, I do like to hide little details in there, but a lot of it is, is some of it's meant to be a little wry and sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Um, and then some of it is meant to be fairly inspiring um, like I have a skull pin that has, it's wearing like a little Masonic fez and the Latin on it says ex morte vita. And that means from death life. Um, and so, you know, at face value, you're saying, oh, it's a skull. It's kind of spooky. And there's like a, it's wearing a fez and you know, some of those people, uh, the, the Masons wear fezes and that can be kind of creepy, but ultimately there's a message of positivity there and an undercurrent of, of humor, um, that I'm trying to convey. And I think that that's, to me, what sets it apart um, and makes it not this, you know, the same as other like macabre stuff that people are mm -hmm. doing. Um, because, yeah, I, I did just sort of choose it and it feels interesting to me. Um, and I, I'm a consumer, like I buy other people's macabre stuff and skull pins and ghost pins and things like that. But, um, you know, and if people want... It's like anything, uh, like if, if people want the thing that you've got, they'll get it. Um, I feel like I'm losing my way with this, but. Right. No, 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 I get it. You, like the idea is that um, you're filling a need. Yeah. They're going to get that, but you're providing something that is uh, in your eyes and in obviously the estimation of a lot of your customers a little bit different. Yeah, I hope so. You know, there's a tone to it that I think is what makes it unique, I guess mm -hmm. is the point. I agree. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, UCF, go Knights. Go Knights. And coming out of college, uh, did you go right from high school to college? I didn't. I kind of took the long way around that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I, um, when I was, I, I went to a really cool, uh, it was a public school, but it was a magnet school for the arts in West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, called the, the Dreyfus like the Alexander Dreyfus School of the Arts. Um, and it was amazing. I mean, it, it was it, it was a great experience, unlike, I think, most people's public high school experiences. Uh, we once had a, a friend of ours uh, say that it was like a natural game preserve. There were, there were no predators on the campus. <laughs> everybody <laughs> was just friends with everybody. But, and the quality of the education, I felt like, was so good. Um, and then I went to a community college after I graduated. Okay. And so I, I kind of, and I wasn't, I, I was thoroughly unimpressed with the one I went to. I'm not going to name it, but, um, so I, I kind of didn't take it seriously. And I learned that, uh, just because you are not taking something seriously doesn't mean you can't fail at it. And so I kind of learned a couple of lessons, uh, from going to, going to this community college, which is now I think a state school. Sure. But, um. So around that time, I got hired at a position at my, at my daytime job, which is with Whole Foods Market as a, like an in-store graphic designer. And, you know, I was maybe 20 
and the money was great and it was a full-time job. And so I was like, let me just do this for a while. Hmm. And so I kind of put school on hold. I think I finished my bachelor's degree, not my bachelor's degree. The, uh, Your like, AA my, associates. Yeah. Yeah. The bachelor's would come later, but, um, so I was, I just kind of was working for a while and, and, and seeing where that took me, um, at this job. And I actually still have that job. I'm a form of it. Um, but, uh, eventually realized that I needed to, to relocate. Like I, I had a bright future scholarship. I was like, you know, I need to finish school. Can still do um, that. Yeah. Other people in my family, I think m most of the people in my family do not have like a college education and it. I don't know. It just became important to me at some point that mm -hmm. I was like, I need to finish this for myself. So I relocated to UCF and, um, you know, began their art program and got a, you know, wound up specializing in graphic design and got my BFA. And uh, it stands as like a very proud moment for me. Um, perhaps not entirely necessary. I know that that's like an ongoing thing, especially for creatives. Like, do you really need a college degree or can you just kind of make it happen for yourself and certainly yeah. you can but but for me um finishing college became really important and I'm, I'm definitely glad i did it but uh it took like i think total to get my bfa was like seven years yeah because i was i was working full-time and i was going to school full-time and just kind of like you know i was on my own journey figuring things out so so you have me beat by a semester it took me seven and a half years oh, to man. finish mine so uh, well let me let me ask you two things so from a non-traditional standpoint, like you didn't go the right out of high school, right into college, four years, et cetera. Uh, what advice would you have for somebody, especially on the creative side, if they're coming out of high school right now, if they're looking at college, like what would you have done differently or would you do anything differently? I mean, it's, it's hard to say, like if you really, if you go down that road of like looking at your life and saying, what would I have done differently? I'm sure you could come up with a multitude of you know, sure. different choices and scenarios. I would have won the lottery last yeah. week. <laughs> or, you know, and, and I was running into classmates of mine that were done with their degree and I was nowhere near finished. And that was a, you know, became a point of, um, I don't want to say shame, but it was definitely a, a self-conscious thing mm -hmm. to think like, oh, I'm not done with mine. And this person already has their, you know, their bachelor's and, and then some. Um, I think if I could do anything differently, I would go back in time and tell myself not to even worry about it. Like, don't, don't let that, don't let what other people are doing influence you. I mean, observe and, and see what's right for you. But I don't, I don't think I was ready when I finished high school. I mean, I got good grades and everything and I was a good student. Yeah. But going back, I think the, you know, in my seventh year of college or whatever, <laughs> I I realized I'm like I wasn't even ready for this. Oh, I'm 100 with you. I wasn't like either. you're so young. Yeah, like you feel like you don't feel that young when you graduate high school, but you're really young. And looking back, I think I did everything exactly the way I was meant to do it. It might not, you know, maybe all the choices weren't right or perfect, but um, you know, everything led me to where I am. So I would say to people that are coming out of high school, just you know how you feel. Um. People are going to give you a lot of advice, and I, I think you just need to ultimately listen to yourself. Um, if you don't think you need to go to college, maybe you don't. Maybe in two years you realize, oh, that was a mistake. I do need to go to college. But you can still go. You can still go. Yeah. Like, it, it's not, the ink's not dry, you know. You can, you can always do it later. 
Um, so I wouldn't say like procrastinate it, but just just listen to your inner voice and do what's right for you. And remember uh, how young you are. Yeah. So young. <laughs> you don't know. A lot of 18-year-olds listening, a big demographic for the show. So oh, cool. You don't know anything yet. No, you, you know nothing. Yeah. And, and when you're 25, you'll feel like you know some things, but then you'll be 30 and be like, oh, I, I didn't know anything. Yeah. You're 20, basically 18 to 30, you're not going to know anything. Under de- underbaked, underdeveloped. <laughs> yeah. So, and we mean that in the most loving way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you, I mean, that is such a time of experience, you know, mm-hmm. because you, you're just taking everything in. And especially nowadays with the access that everybody has to information and it, it's so different now. And honestly, even the question of like, what advice would you have to kids coming out of high school right now? I feel like there are kids coming out of high school with a completely different skill set than I had coming out of high school. I mean, yeah. I worked with a kid who was like 21 who who knew how to do motion graphics and like all this stuff. And I'm 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 going, oh, my God, I don't even know what this kid is talking about right now. <laughs> well, I'm like, you know, nine, ten years older than him. So I feel like the availability um, of just like what what the, the way you can watch a YouTube video and learn things now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was not even a thing back in the day. Um, you know, we were still on like dial up. It's another good bad business idea then is to uh, have an education that you just put together. You just string some YouTube videos and read some Twitter feeds and some Instagram posts. And now you have a certificate in motion graphics. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if there was a college course that was just on Instagram, like you just learn by looking at it oh, and God, interacting with amazing. it, I, I would yeah. take it. Okay. We'll work on that. So speaking of which, bad business ideas coming up. Got a pop quiz. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk more about Secret Society goods. Awesome. A lot more to talk about. The first hour's over. Wow. We were so nervous, and now it's gone, and now we'll never have that back. I'm still very nervous. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Sean Walsh is here. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, right now, let's play a little music. This is uh, DJ Shadow and Dan the Automator with Swami Safari. Mike Snow on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. That was Genghis Khan uh, from the album that is named Three, I think, or I-I-I. I'm not sure. Mike Snow also spells his name with two I's, and then his album is named I-I-I. I I don't know how that works exactly. So that's why I have a guest. Every week I have a guest. This week's special guest, Sean Walsh. Good morning, Sean. Hello. Good morning. Uh, at Secret Society Goods on Instagram, secretsocietygoods.com. A very successful businessman. Whoa. Which uh, is going to be great for this next segment because it's going to be important uh, because you know what's what's next. I'm going to play the song. Okay. Just in case you don't know. Let's do it. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone So come on, have some fun Yes. That's pretty catchy. Thank you. Bad business ideas where two wrongs is just not enough. We need five or more wrongs to make a proper bad business idea. Uh, Sean, before we get to your ideas, uh, I'm doing my first show in a couple weeks. uh, The Big Bang Bazaar up in Sanford. So I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, I'll be there. 
I'll be typing letters. I'll be typing cards for people. I'll have some that are pre-done because what I like to do is help people connect. This is actually an old bad business idea. So I'm going to do a show promotion okay. and then also uh, be typing cards for people. So hopefully you'll be able to come by and awesome. uh, I will be happy to write a holiday card or otherwise for you. You just have to uh, send it to somebody. Now, you do a lot of shows, Secret Society Goods. You are, you've got two coming up. What are they again? Oh, uh, so Small Business Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, November 25th. Going to be at Go Big Marketing on Hillcrest Street. Uh, right, right down in the sort of, sort of Mills 50-ish yeah. area. Um, also, uh, the very next day, uh, November 26th, the College Park Farmer's Market, uh, which recently relocated to the parking lot of Infusion Tea. If you haven't been, you've got to go check it out. They have right. a bunch of really cool vendors. Um, and, uh, they've, they've started this new series of like rotating guests where like a local maker will set up there each week. Um, and I think uh, the 26 is going to be one where they have a, a few um, of their their previous uh, like guest guest stars. Mm -hmm. I want to say there. So um, I'm going to be joining them along with I think like form function form is going to be there and a few others. So that should be pretty cool. That'll be good. Uh, get some gifts for the holidays. Get all your secret society goods in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that'll be great. So any advice for me? What should I? Okay. So what should I wear? <laughs> First, are of you going to be standing or sitting? I'm going to be sitting because okay. I'll be typing. Okay, I mean, and it also, I mean, where I would first of all, what you're wearing now is very nice. So should I be? Should I go throwback? Should I go like vintagey? So I because I am going to be typing. Yeah. So like a tie and suspenders, maybe something studious and a hat. Oh, I don't know about a hat. Okay, great. I do not nope. like wearing hats. No fedoras. It makes my head so hot. Fedoras are feel like for I would yell at people. Jazz musicians and people who are robbing banks. Right. So speaking of which, should I yell at anyone? Yeah. I mean, yell at as many people as you can. Okay. While now typing. To entice them to come over, right? <laughs> I mean. So you'd be like, hey, why don't you come over here? Hey, you with the hat. Are you a jazz musician? Like This that? is sounding like an Andy Kaufman performance piece. More so than a, a, a functional card writing. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. What do you think a functional card writing table is like? Because I've never seen one. And that's what I'm getting at. Oh, man. So, I mean... <clears throat> I'm going to have a variety of pens where people can sign their cards. That's cool. Because the idea is I'm going to write everything. I'm going to have stamps there. All you have to do is sign the card and then address it. And you're really asking a lot of people here. Is it too much? No. Should I pre-address pre it too? <laughs> no. <laughs> you should psychically know who they want to send it to and tell that, them. That would be pretty funny if I just say, sign this, put your phone number down, and I'm going to send this to a random person. <laughs> that is an art project of some kind. You pick the person. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think you should, I mean, maybe if you have like a nice blazer or something. Oh, okay. Maybe, you know, nothing too businessy if you have like something kind of, yeah, like what you were seeing, like a little throwback, especially if there's going to be like a typewriter there. Oh, yeah. Or anything. Oh, yeah. Full on I typewriter. Mean, yeah. Embrace embrace the theme, I would say. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I've worn everything at my pop-up events from, you know, Hawaiian shirts to, I think at one I was wearing, like literally had just come from a pool and was wearing a bathing suit. So oh, nice. I'm, maybe, I mean, if you're looking for bad business ideas, it's, I've got a couple for you, but it's all about your comfort. But I would say... Um, you probably have a good idea of who your audience is going to be. 
So no, I have no idea. Fine. Oh, yeah. Oh no. So uh, December third, we'll find out at Big Bang Bazaar. I would say be yourself, but also yeah, cater to your theme a little bit. Okay. You know, if you're gonna have like an assortment of of pens there, your ballpoints, your fountains, maybe. Right. Uh, you know, you can you can kind of dress the part. Be a part of your own theming. I would say. Okay. So. No Phantom of the Opera cloak. <laughs> or maybe. I mean, whatever. If you, maybe a onesie. <sighs> with the. <laughs> I had not even considered that. Just a man in a onesie with a typewriter. That should be the name of the whole situation. Yeah. I'm going to buy out all the tables next to me, too. Yeah, you're welcome. And so, yes, thank you very much. Sean, may I call you Sean? Absolutely. Great. We communicate now through emojis. True or false? Yo, true. We hate receiving voicemails, true or false? True. What if we could combine those experiences? I mean, tell me more. Okay. I'm on the edge of my well, seat. since I work in radio, sound is kind of my thing. I thought there could be a way to work out how we popularize uh, text sound effects. Oh. Or sound F texts, which is difficult to say. And I'm now rethinking that as the as the name of this new sound, company. Sound F text. It's yeah. pretty straightforward, though. You want to respond to a text. You let us know via an app. This is us at Sound F text. And our team of Foley artists creates uh, the perfect aural response and sends it to whoever you're conversing with on your behalf. For example, you just got a funny text from a friend. We reply back with the sound of a foghorn. Your significant other texts you, your partner texts you that you need to have a talk. Our team responds with the sound of sizzling bacon. So the best part is you never know what sound we're going to send back on your behalf. It could be appropriate. So like uh, a relative texts you to say they're expecting and it's the sound of a, a crowd cheering. Or a friend of yours sends you a text to say he just got fired and it's the sound of a crowd cheering. Uh, so... You never know what you're going to get. It's part of the fun. Uh, the sound, F-text, really need a better name, fun. This sounds like a, this, I, I, I got to say here, that adds a, a whole level of, of, uh, of stress to the situation. I mean, people, I mean, I guess people using the app would be, would know what they're getting into, but it's a real whim of the chef. Right. Uh, uh, meal you're cooking up here. So my understanding, and I feel this way whenever I'm texting back and forth with somebody, is very stressful for me when I'm going back and forth, especially if there are emojis involved, because I don't understand any of them. No. No, I don't really understand what's happening. Also, my phone can't read them most of the time, so I just get those X's where the emojis are supposed to be. Oh. Yeah. Is this an, is this an, an Android to iPhone miscommunication? I think it's a, no, it's a flip phone. It's the old Razor. Oh. So I actually don't get text messages at all. Okay. So that's why I think it's very stressful for me because I feel like people are sending me things and I get nothing. But let's do a quick role play. Let's see how this is. So okay, I'm ready. send me a text, but not actually send me a text because first of all, I can't receive them on my phone because uh, I don't have that data plan. And secondly, uh, we're on the radio. So just read them. So just say kind of a text you would send me and I'll try to do the Foley artist part oh. of the sound F text. Okay. Back to you. Uh text to Nick. Hey, Nick. Uh, can't wait for your uh, man in a onesie typewriter extravaganza in Sanford on December 3rd. Uh, what are you going to wear? Question mark. 
This is like a horse galloping. Yeah, that was my response. <laughs> what did you think? Did that work? How did you uh, feel about that? I mean, out of context, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I would interpret it. Maybe. Well, no, no, but in context. Oh, like you're galloping towards uncertainty. Yeah. Because you don't know Perfect. what you're going to wear. That's great. Okay. It's very interpretive. See, now you're getting it a little bit more. So that's sound F text. Okay. So that's idea number one. Okay. All right. So, I like it. Okay. What's the overhead on hiring Foley artists? I'm sure you'll figure that out as the person in charge of this new... Do you know that with bad business ideas, you're going to choose one and you're going to have to go with it, right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would say is, for the most part, I don't think Foley artists are working. So I would imagine it they're fairly cost effective to get in the studio gotcha. for this. Okay. You would have one, at least one on call 24-7 because you never know when people are going to send texts out. You may even need more in like in the midnight to 3 a.m. drunk texting area because that would be going to have some fun with that. Yeah. All right. I'm liking yeah. this. Okay. Okay. So any other questions on that one before we move on to the next idea? No, I feel good. Hit me. Great. Do you ever look at someone and think, wow, they could use a vacation? Yeah. Every time I look in the mirror, I okay. think that. All right. Do you ever look at somebody and say, wow, they could use a spirit journey and or sweat lodge and or a walkabout type of experience? I Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also that in the mirror? fair to say. I mean, yeah. So, Myself included, yeah. Yeah. So if you do say that, there's not a lot of options there, right? Like, where's the nearest sweat lodge? How do you go on a spirit journey? Until now, our new company, The Spirit is Fleek, will help people get the vision quest they deserve, but maybe not the one that they want. How do we do this? First, we crowdsource the cost, right? So as a customer of ours, you might set up a campaign for a family member. You're looking at this person, you're going, they need something in their lives more than what they're getting. Maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a friend. So you solicit help from everybody else. Okay. Uh, now people aren't likely to shell out a lot for something like this. So we'll keep costs low by bringing the experience, by making the experience come to you. Yes, everything you need for your spiritual awakening is in our refurbished school bus. So basically we're gonna take, we're gonna invest in a school bus okay. and yeah. refurbish it so that basically, uh, you know, I looked at an Airstream too, but a school bus is way cheaper. Uh, once, you lock, once we lock you in, you'll have everything you need to find deeper meaning in your life. You'll definitely sweat in there. Okay. We may pump in hallucinogens to help. All right. Uh, we'll have some flat screens in there that will show you some spirit animals or something like that. Ooh. The point is we really compress the experience into a few hours. So you don't have to go away anywhere. We bring the bus to you. And I, I mean... When I say we lock you in, what I mean is you can't get out. Okay. I like this. Because you may want to get out and do other things, but we really need you to have the spirit journey. Yeah. Because they look like they need it. Yeah. I like this. I, it's combining uh, the escape of a vacation right. with the thrill of an, a kidnapping and assault. Yes. Yes, I okay, believe that's I'm right. Bored. I believe that's right. And then also the fact that the hallucinogens and the sweating and that you'll have some sort of vision, I feel like. Okay. We'll force a vision down your throat. That may not be the tagline. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I you, like that both of these ideas take the 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 burden of choice off of the consumer. I think that that's a that's a good running theme here. That's a good point. I never really realized that. I think that is a very, very uh, big characteristic within bad business ideas. Okay. Where you have zero choice in the matter. Yeah. 
I like it. People I, have too many choices to make on a daily basis anyway. Well, guess what? You have a choice to make. So we have the spirit is fleek. The knowledge was inside you all along. What you were missing was $300. So that's kind of the working tagline for that one. Okay. Or sound F texts. People are going to hear what they want, right? Because they're going to interpret it. Who knows how they're going to interpret it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. So Sean Walsh of Secret Society Goods, successful businessman, <laughs> college graduate, uh, stylish sweater wearer. Oh, hey, thanks. Uh, man. These are both really interesting. I, I'm liking this school bus hallucinogen. The spirit, the spirit is, is fleek. Yeah. yeah. I think I like that it's one. It's mostly the name you like, right? I mean, actually, I don't know about the endurance of the, like if the word fleek is going to stand the test of time. What are you even talking about? I use it all the time. I have oh. it tattooed on my arm. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. That is but I, surprising. I like this idea that you you assess the condition of another human being and you say, hey, listen, I'm, I think I know what you need. And don't worry about it because I'm going to figure it out for you. And we're going we're gonna to put you in a bus and just pump some hallucinogens in yeah. there. You're going to look at, uh, you know, what, maybe a, a penguin or a, a monarch butterfly on a flat screen. Yeah. And, yeah. And I you're going to talk to them. You're going to have a conversation with that monarch butterfly. I like it. I think it sounds very restorative. I, I think that's my choice. It does sound very restorative was one of the words I was really thinking of when I came up with this. I was like, what's restorative? You're going to oh, em this. emerge from this bus both feeling both refreshed and completely violated and psychotic. Yep. I think it's yep. a good mix. I think that's every vacation I've ever taken. So, yeah, that works out really well. And what I also like about it is, again, small cost of uh, investment in terms of getting it set up. So old yeah. school buses, super cheap. You can get it for a song. Yeah. So, and speaking of which, you will be the initial investor. So, I think that's a good call on your end. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like a bargain. Yeah. I'm I'm ready. The hallucinogens might be expensive, uh, depending on who we go with. We could, I mean, grow our own. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not going, obviously, FCC and the authorities, we're not going to do that. But I'm just saying we could. Right, right, right. We're not going to do it. No, we're definitely wink, not wink. doing that. No, we're, we're, you don't say that out loud. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, thank you for that, Sean. Uh, we'll be back in a second. Let's play a song here. How about The Coral with Simon Diamond on WPRK Winter Park, Florida? You're listening to Certain Degree. Sean, will you still be here in a moment or are you going to run off and buy a school bus? I, um, I've decided to stay. The Great. doors seem to be locked. That is also, I'm going to start pumping in the hallucinogens right now on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That's terrible to say. No, I'm not actually going to do that. <laughs> Cranes with Water Song on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Before that, we heard from The Coral with Simon, no, sorry, Simon Diamond. I'm trying to make that rhyme and it doesn't work. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. As I do every week, I have a very special guest. Sean Walsh is here. Sean? Howdy. Hi. Good to see you again. Nice to, yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> well, welcome back. Nice to see you again. I wanted to talk a little bit about your creative process uh, as far as it uh, uh, kind of uh, coincides with music. So oh, sure. when you're uh, creating, when you're drawing, when you're doing stuff on the computer, 
Are you listening to music in the background? Can you listen to music in the background? Some people can, some people can't. What's your process when it comes to uh, music? So I, I am listening to, if I'm awake, I'm probably listening to music. Yeah. Like if I'm in the car, if I'm working. Um, the only time that I can't be listening to music with like lyrics in it is if I'm responding to emails. Mm -hmm. And even then I'll find something maybe like without words or, or like more ambient to put on. I just love, I mean, I love music. I love background noise. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, I can't even get to work until I've figured out like what I'm going to listen to. And <laughs> often it'll set the tone of whatever I'm, I'm right. kind of doing. So when yeah. you're doing something related to uh, something maybe a little bit darker that you're working on for Secret Society Goods, do you tend to listen to something a little bit darker or is it all jangly pop at that point? It's all <laughs> I put on the, the Partridge family and yeah. I just go to town. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't necessarily go into it thinking. That's a, that is it's a very interesting, um, you know, like question to ask because mm -hmm. I, I don't necessarily go like, oh, I'm, I'm really going to work on something like dark today. So I need, you know, like some Pantera or some Slayer here. <laughs> uh, um, it's generally whatever I'm, I'm feeling in the mood for. Um, but sometimes I go through and I'm like, mm, no, like, you know, there's, there's stuff that you love and you go through and you're like, no, not today, you know, just not feeling it or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll even pull up like a Pandora station and, you know, maybe I'll, it'll pick something for me and I get like surprised and then you I'll get like, a little new music in there, make like a station off of that and yeah. then be like, okay, yeah, this is where we're going now. And like, kind of, you know, like go from there. Like the other day, uh, went down like a real nineties nostalgia kick, uh, at work. Like, you know, the presidents of the United States of America, uh, better than Ezra, you know, some, some real golden oldies. Very nice. But, um, yeah, sometimes I, I know exactly what I want to put on. And sometimes I'm just kind of like spitballing around for a little while. Like, like I'll, I won't even, I'll get like three quarters of the way through a song and be like, this is not doing it for me. I think it's funny that you have to have that, you know, right before you can really get working in a very efficient manner, right? Yeah, and I honestly, it wasn't even something I'd really thought about until until now. Until but, just now? Yeah, just because, oh, like, great. well, like, I've never really talked about it with, with someone. Yeah. but We uh, get deep here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, layer. There's layers. There's so many layers. But no, I, I do feel like if it's not feeling right, I won't be able to to keep going like working so working in silence for you is just torture i don't prefer it yeah yeah no i don't really do that yeah i even like recently i started i'm trying to get into like a meditation routine and i'm like i can't do it where it's just like the silence like i have to have like a guided meditation because I, I can't, like, if it's just quiet in there, I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? Why are why oh, so quiet in here? Yeah, all the thoughts are in your own head, and you're hearing them possibly for the first time ever. Yeah, I got to I gotta push that garbage way back down yeah. where it belongs. Oh, just <laughs> tamp it. Tamp it down. Yeah. Tamp it. But, no, music is definitely a part of my creative process. And, you know, I never know. Everybody, I feel like a lot of people say they listen to everything, but I really do kind of yeah. listen to everything. I do not know from one day to the next, like, like what I'm going to be in the mood for. Right. And I think it's really fun to like find out and like really get, get in the groove of being like, Oh yeah, I'm listening to a lot of like, you know, hip hop right now or like a lot, you know, I feel like I go through kind of phases. 
Well, you get, you know, especially if you start connecting with a band, then you can go into that genre a little bit or at least go into their back catalog and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. Uh, we're going to come back. We've got a pop quiz and then we're going to wrap it up with some uh, plugs. Awesome. And so let's listen to Toshaki Miyaki. Toshaki Miyaki. It's a Dylan cover. It's uh, If Not For You on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. And that was Toshaki Miyaki with If Not For You. And I feel that way about my guest today. You're listening to a Certain Degree. My name is Nick. If not for you, Sean Walsh, I wouldn't have had this great show. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I'm so thrilled to have been a part of this. Yeah. So we still have a little bit, and then we're going to turn it over to Best Hour with some marketing news. But we have, this is a big day. This is a big anniversary. So we're going to do a pop quiz about that. The year was 1984, not the book. The state was California, not the hotel. The initials are S-E-T-I. Yes, on this day, 33 years ago, the uh, SETI Institute was founded. Awesome. Uh, their mission to listen and watch the heavens. Watch for the heavens? Watch the heavens? Trying to find intelligent life, hence the name, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Mm. So guess what the theme of this quiz is going to be? Aliens. Exactly. So Perfect. Let's, let's start with an easy one. E.T. or Avatar? Oh. Which one? E.T. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be scoring you over here. So that's one you got right. Okay. Uh, along with monitoring the heavens for messages, some groups are actively broadcasting out. So they just sent out a message. One of these groups just sent out a message to, uh, I want to get the name right, GJ273, also known as Luton Star. Uh, it included some basic math, some music, and a couple of other things. If there are aliens there, what would be the best comeback for them to send back once they get this message? Would it be A, TLDR, uh, B, hashtag send pics, or C, new planet, who dis? Oh, I got to go with new planet, who dis? Yeah, I think that would be good. So we won't hear back. It's 12 light years away, so we probably won't hear back until 2042 or so. But if they responded with that, I think that would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. I'm going to send a reminder on my phone. Yes, <laughs> please do that. Uh, as good as our telescopes are, scientists aren't always sure of what they're seeing in some of the blurry pictures. Obviously, we get from Hubble and some of the newer telescopes right. that are out there. Is it a planet? Is it habitable? Is it cheese? Uh, what is one way scientists are trying to get a better idea of what those blurry images represent? Are, are they, A, taking photos of Earth from really far away and comparing it to pictures of other potential planets? Uh, B, shooting smart lasers at the planet to see what kind of sing signal bounces back. Or C, just paying for Cinemax instead of trying to make out the action in the scramble picture. <laughs> I'm going to go with B, the laser shooting. The lasers. Uh, it is actually A, they're taking photos oh, of wow. Earth from farther away to go, okay, if this is what Earth looks like from this distance, maybe this planet is habitable. Oh, man, I really wanted the laser thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, I did like the, the Cinemax one. <laughs> Uh, out of all the things that aliens have helped build on Earth over the years, which is your favorite? A, the Egyptian pyramids, B, the Aztec pyramids, or C, the $10,000 pyramid, the, the old game show? I'm going to go with A. I the think Egyptians? Those, yeah, the classics are classics for a reason. 
Egyptian pyramids all the way. Yeah, and they're finding all sorts of secret. They just found like a new secret uh, room in one of them. So I'm curious to see if they have any alien oh, artifacts yeah. in there. Uh, scientists recently found a star that has a potential potential habitable planet orbiting it. It's only 11 light years away. The star is named Ross 128, and the planet is known as Ross 128b. Obviously, we're not looking at these names uh, very effectively. Uh, it's more likely than other recent discoveries to be habitable because the star in question is not sending out deadly waves of radiation at the planet. So assuming we could get there and it is habitable, who would be the best spokesperson for the trip and for colonizing Ross 128B? Would it be Portia de Rossi uh, of Arrested Development, uh, Emmy Rossum of Shameless, or David Schwimmer of Friends? So for Ross 128B. I mean, David Schwimmer... I think has a leg up here because he played Ross. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with David Schwimmer on okay. that one. All right. And extraterrestrials and earth. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me just score you. That is the right answer, by the way. Oh, thank goodness. So I just want to make sure Phew. I'm scoring you correctly. Uh, extraterrestrials and earth in pop culture. There are a few themes that uh, tend to repeat. Uh, they're invading earth by force. They're sneaking onto Earth and invading us, uh, pretending to be our friends. Uh, and then they're the ones that they get stranded on Earth. So we see that all the time. E.T. is a really good example of that. If you were to come across an alien living here and just found it one day, what would you do? What do you mean if I come across? Oh, you mean when? <laughs> when. Okay. When you come across an alien living here, what would you do? Oh, um, this is sort of the essay question, so I'm not going to give you some multiple choices here. I'm just curious. You come across an alien. Uh, let's say it doesn't look that human. How, think, how much do you freak out? I mean, based, I mean, if I know myself at all, probably a, a good deal. Okay. <laughs> probably. <laughs> if I, I know myself at all, <laughs> yes, I freak probably out. Probably a good, a good freak out. Um I mean, when I find, like, a lizard in my house, I'm like, oh, gosh, now what? Oh, okay. <laughs> so if I came across a, a, a non-humanoid extraterrestrial. Especially a reptilian one, I think would be pretty interesting for you. Oh, man. You know, one of my, this is not to go off topic here, but there was a, the great Michael Crichton book Sphere. Oh, yeah. Uh, talked about this theory in which, you know, human beings only think about aliens in they can only think about them in terms that they understand and so like you know every iteration of aliens that you see in in film and and tv and things like that it's all stuff that we can conceive of mm -hmm. but like what if aliens arrive and it's nothing we've ever even thought of like they could be like a vapor or you know something something that human beings can't even perceive and i find that very interesting yeah um but I don't know why I want to throw that out there. I don't know. This alien thing, I'd probably try to maybe coax it with like a treat and a, and a sweet, like a sweet voice. Maybe like a, you know, the way you would lure a cat. Yeah. Um, and then and see how it reacts. And then dissect it. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Obviously, we're going to dissect sure it. Or maybe put it in the school bus with the hallucinogens and see what it does. <laughs> Speaking of dissecting things, uh, Sean, Secret Society Goods, uh, at Secret Society Goods. Um, on Instagram yep. uh, is the main way to, I think, interact with you, see some of the stuff, the new things you have coming out. The website as well, secretsocietygoods.com. Where else can we see you coming up in the near future? 
So um, I've got those two pop-ups, uh, uh, November 25th, Small Business Saturday, uh, November 26th, um, the College Park Farmer's Market. Um, and really, those are the two main ones I've got going on right now. Um, but Instagram is the best way to stay connected, I would say. It's really the only social media that I engage with and understand fully. Um, and it's it's definitely the chosen medium for you know conveying most events and new products and yeah. stuff like that um occasionally you know we'll also like post to facebook but it's mainly the content from the instagram um so yeah i would just say keep following us on instagram yep um we're also starting to put put, put up some flyers around town um attracting new members sort of a guerrilla marketing campaign strategy that we're trying oh out. that's great so uh you know look for those in the near future but don't tell anybody you saw them. Yeah, don't mention any of this to anybody. Okay, great. Uh, and I think one thing I wanted to uh, to thank you for is the stuff that you also do with some of the other organizations here in town. So Borough Press, uh, that the pin you did for Creative City Project was awesome. Oh, thank you very much. And yeah, so, they're a great uh, yeah, organization. I love the idea that we're we're at a point in Orlando where people do partner with each other, where people do look for other opportunities to do that sort of thing. Um, and it's not about being competitive and selfish. Like people are very, yeah. if they have the time, they'll try to help. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's room for everybody. Um, especially in a city that is, is really kind of coming into its own and finding an identity for itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the more that we can kind of, uh, s collaborate, uh, the better. And so, you know, so grateful to the people that have already, um, that I've been, that I've been able to collaborate with, you know, Borough Press is an amazing group of people, um, doing something in central Florida that no one else is doing with the book, book publishing and hosting these like, um, functionally literate, uh, kind of s seminars that they do. Um, and then creative city project, obviously putting on that immersive event, which is so insane and yeah. took over downtown in like a really amazing way. And then, um, I mean, just super grateful for them and I hope people are aware of them and checking them out. Absolutely. Um, and then, I mean, I also wanted to plug a couple of the businesses that I've partnered with that are carrying my stuff. Uh, those, that's another way. Like, if you don't want to go to the website, sure, uh, you can go shopping in person, IRL, as the as the youths say. Well, yeah, because I feel like going to your website or going to your Instagram, you're then tracking me. If not with a cookie on my browser, then some sort of spiritual Ouija board situation. This is all a data collection scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, you can, you if you want to, if you're looking to get your hands on some of the goods, you can go to Etoile Boutique, which is a super staple of the milk district. Mm -hmm. um, say hi to Fallon. She is amazing. Um, freehand goods in East End Market. Uh, go say hi to Jacob and Seth. Um, also at Echo Base Collectibles, uh, which is also home to the amazing Rebel Reprints um, if you've ever gotten a sticker from us, they do all of our stickers and they're just a, a great group of dudes over there, um, doing the Lord's work, printing all these stickers for people. That's um, my understanding of what the Lord's work is. Yeah. Yeah. Good stickers. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think th those are all my plugs. I think thanks for letting me plug them. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to hear a little bit of a song. It'll be. Uh, Pearl Necklace, uh, Did You Feel It on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. This has been To a Certain Degree. I'll be back next week with Jeremy Sagers. I'm going to release Sean back out into the world to be secretive. Yeah, and thank you. Society-ish. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Nick. And that's the show. 
Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. To join the Secret Society and purchase some of their wonderful pins, patches, and bandanas, visit secretsocietygoods.com. You know it's not a secret? To a certain degree.com. That's T-O-A certain degree.com. I mean, really, it's public, right? People can access it. It's not behind like a password or something. Oof, the traffic for this site is abysmal. Wait, when did I start tracking your site performance? I'm in charge of this entire thing. I didn't sign up for this.